was just on another planet. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 224, Charlotte Summer Podcast, recorded in the basement. Another Tuesday, I feel like November is just going to fly by because everything's going on, but we are back, still hitting the Zoom, first timer joining us, but before we get there, Duval with the cranberry and rum, how you doing? I'm oh, doing pretty good, man, you know, it's uh, Taco Tuesday, so I had a little bit of a taco earlier. Um, not the tequila, but uh, some rum. But I'm doing good, man. You know, if you're looking for me, Twitter, Rod vs. Duval, Instagram, just Duval. All right, so did you go spiced rum or is it just regular rum? Uh, spiced rum. Okay, is it the is it Old Faithful? Uh, it's the Kraken. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. I know we finished, we polished off that half gallon on Sunday after that Panthers loss, so I didn't know if you were still mourning or... No. <laughs> which, 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 thank you for that reminder. I'll be sure since I'm off tomorrow for the holiday, I will be going to the the ABC store to to re up for us. Are they going to be open? Uh, I would hope so. Okay, I should have made it run tonight. Yeah. But I'll, I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're open. I, I would guess they're open, but I don't know. Since it is Veterans Day, I don't know. They might have weird hours or something. I don't know. They, I mean, you would think they would be, but. All right, and the other person you heard, Jeebs, how you doing? I'm doing good. Work's been rough going back to work after having a week off, but it's got to be done. Yep. Um, if you're looking for me on Instagram and Twitter, it's Jeebs1988. All right, and for me, it is Gerald Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook. Find all our podcast episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Hit those five-star reviews, subscribe, all that good stuff. And then if you want to see our reaction videos to the Panthers games, our Brewer reviews, our reaction to Game of Thrones episodes, all that good. Beerio cards, which has been a while since a couple of those. But all that is on our YouTube at They See Me Roland. And then I did just release, per Bridget Ansborough's request, the long sleeves and the sweatshirts and all that good stuff. So if you want to go buy a t-shirt, getting ready, hoodies ready for the winter months, you can, you can find those as well, all on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you can find it. So, now our, our guest this evening is someone I think the three of us aren't as familiar with. It's been since high school, but again, in these Zooming times, why not reach out to other people, get different guests on? She's a, just recently, what, had a, a, has a three-month-old, so I know she's lacking sleep. So to join us here, get a little quick break, Lena, how you doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So, how is the lack of sleep with the three-month-old? It's rough. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're, we're getting close to that four-month regression that everyone warns him about, and it's real. Um, he'll be four months on the 20th. Okay. Um, so, he, he was sleeping good for a little bit. You know, he was getting seven to eight-hour stents, and now it's, you know, back to three, four hours, and, and he's awake. So yeah. It's rough, but we're pushing through. Coffee. <laughs> so before we dive dive into more of that, where on social medias can you be found if you would like to be found? So um, Instagram, um, Charlotte Realty is my real estate page, and Lena Suarez is my personal. Um, I don't do Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter in years. Um, 
So, so yeah, predominantly Instagram. So it's funny you say that because I always like to find people and find their social medias before to tag them and stuff. I did do a deep dive and found you on Twitter. Since you brought up it's been a while, when do you think your last tweet was? Oh, wow. Um, it had to have been 15, 16, I don't know, 2016? It was October 21st, 2017. Oh, wow, okay. And it was a... Actually more recent than I thought. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a retweet from the Killingtons, like the bug people. And it was a retweet of the solar, like, it was like their feelings on a solar eclipse. And it was like a gif of, like, a moon and a sun, like, dancing around. That was that was the last yeah, tweet you so had. I used to do marketing and advertising for Killingsworth. Ah. So I ran all their social media, so that was a, you know, that was a work thing. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was your, your your last two tweets were something were something from that site. So I had it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that was your okay. last one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, those don't count. <laughs> I, I think you're really like your last five or six. I didn't scroll that that thoroughly through, but where were just retweets of not necessarily. It was two of those from Killingsworth and then a couple other ones from like friends or something like that. But it has been yeah, a while. Yeah. So. yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so back to it. You're speaking on speak regressions and all that stuff. Did you feel, did you feel like you guys were getting in a groove? And now you're just like, oh, Lord, here's it coming again. Have you yeah, found it work? Exactly that. Yeah. Did you get any time off from work? Or I saw your Instagram. You were like, while in the hospital, still grinding on the realty. I was still working. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, the good thing with real estate is you can make your own schedule. So I wasn't, you know, going into an office every day, nine to five um, kind of thing. A lot of it is I work from my computer unless I'm, like, out showing houses. Um, so, you know, I did have a, a break. Um, but yeah, I was working, um, that day in the hospital, like hours after I had him, cause I had two houses under contract. So I was just wow. trying to get those covered. He came uh, two weeks early, so it was a surprise. Okay. Not huge surprise, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I was expecting to go late yeah. and then, you know, two weeks early, I was like, whoa. Um, so yeah, I was just trying to get everything covered up and tie up loose ends and, um, and then I had like a, a five week break, I would say, where I, I wasn't doing any work really at all. Um, other than like random emails, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a busy time for real estate right now. So, yeah, it, you know, I can't, I can't take too much time. That's off. that's true. The Charlotte market right now, it seems like it's it's a seller's market, but it's also it's like yeah, you can sell your house, but you make sure you got to afford the next jump wherever you're going because I feel like and you can't really sit on anything for a while because it's going to go quick. Right, right. Well, and the thing now is like people selling their house. It's, yeah, you can sell your house and twenty minutes. But, you know, it's going to be impossible to find something because yeah. inventory is so low. Mm -hmm. So when you do find something, you know, if you're competing with 10 other buyers. Yeah. Like, and it's all price ranges, too. It's, yeah. You know, that used to be like the 250 price range. Mm -hmm. You know, it was hot. Anything like under 300, 2 to 300 was hot. Now it's, you know, every single price range is insane right now. Yeah, I mean, that it's what it seems like in our neighborhood it seems like as soon as a house goes up, literally, the house next to us a couple of years ago, it was up for less than 24 hours, and there were cars lined up, and already had like eight offers on it. And it was like, holy moly. I mean, it, and it was crazy yeah. just how, how fast it goes with stuff like that. So to dive back, you said earlier you were at the Killingsworth, or I can't even, is it Killingsworth? Yeah. 
The bug. Yeah. I know. I, I know. I see. The, they look like the Canapolis Intimidators. Yeah, the bug people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did? Let's go back a little. So we all met in Hopewell in some shape, form, capacity. You graduated in what year? Okay, so you're right behind us. Yeah. Where Where'd you go to school? And I know you were big soccer. Did you play soccer in college? Give us a little bit of background on that. Yeah. So um, my freshman year, I went to Catawba College, um, and I played soccer in Salisbury, small D2 school. Yeah. Um, and then my sophomore year, I transferred to into Charlotte and played soccer in Charlotte. Um, and then uh, I graduated in 2013. So I did, you know, the victory lap yeah. uh, in college. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then after college, uh, my first job out of college was, um, it was in sales. It was inside sales. And I was working for a third-party logistics company. And I was doing cold calls. And it was miserable. Ooh. Ooh. Like, it, it was awful. I lasted four months. And I was like, you know, this can't be real life. <laughs> you can't live like this until I retire. So I actually, I quit my job after four months, and then I nannied for about two years. Okay. And then after nannying, I did some, like, online marketing courses, because I knew I wanted to get into marketing, but I didn't really have a background okay. in marketing at all, other than just my creative brain and stuff that I was taught myself on Photoshop and yeah. graphic design stuff. Um, and then after nannying, I got a job, um, entry-level marketing position at Killingsworth, and I ended up being there for four years. Um, and it was just my boss and I, we got really close. We did everything um, through Killing First. So I learned so much. I mean, like when I first started there, they were still doing phone book advertisements. Wow. So I literally like learned every single piece of marketing um, from them. Um, and then from there, I got into real estate just because I, I've always been into real estate ever since high school. And I was like, and I always wanted to do it. I just never did it because I was like, you know, it's hard to get into real estate. You have to be working full time. And it's commission day so you know you can't just quit a job and not have a paycheck yeah yeah um so the market was just hot and i was like well if i'm gonna do it you know now's the time to do it so uh, i'm finishing up my second year there still doing some freelance marketing on the side um but real estate is my number one right now because i'm sure as every new parent realizes the money just flies out of your account once you have that kid <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought I spent money fast, like in early college, like buying beer, going out and doing stuff. But I've never seen it fly out when you have a kid. It's just like, be it if you're breastfeeding or not, it's formula or not. But even then, clothes slash diapers slash it's it's crazy. So you're just you know, I, I get the side hustle. You got to always have a little side hustle there too to get you going. So exactly. So do you think? This, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say what you were saying about spending money in clothes. It, like, I just did his laundry yesterday. Yeah. There was clothes in there that he wore last week that he can't fit into now. Yep. So I'm like, well, straight from the laundry and the yep. storage. Yep. It's just crazy how quick they go and go through stuff. And that is the funny thing, too, is like you want to – you know, you always see the people you, – you buy, like you say, a pair of Jordans for a three-month-old or whatever, and they're $40. And you better hope you don't forget about putting them on. Or an expensive outfit – a polo, a nice polo Ralph Lauren or whatever the, the, the brands you may like that are high. And then it's like, dang, he only wore that one time. And you like them to look nice, but you re, you start realizing, okay, I should buy the sweatpants and the shorts at Walmart because they're $3. So if he goes through those, and and you have a boy, you had a boy, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, they like to roll around. I know he's at three months, so he's just maybe starting to get moving, but they're still pretty stationary. But you'd hate to buy those $35 pair of shorts, and then he goes to preschool, and he either poops all in them or rolls in the mud, and you're like, well, that stinks. <laughs> right. So I actually uh, discovered the store Kid to Kid. Yeah. There's one in Park Road Shopping Center, mm-hmm. and I went in there the other day, and they were like winter coats for $3. Yep. I was like, this is great. Like, yes. I'll do this until elementary school, and we're good. Yes. No, that's we. there was one, a, a children's orchard up here in Huntersville, and we used to go to that place at least once or twice a month because you could find nice pair of khakis for a couple bucks. Like you said, I found like a Hornets jacket that's normally 30, 40 bucks for six bucks, you know? You could find okay. old old jerseys here and there, like, you know, Panthers or Hornets or anything like that. And then you would find the, the Ralph Lauren, like, polo for seven bucks, and that's better than 45, so... I will tell you, though, we went into Belk the other day, and I guess because no one's really shopping out, they have got, we actually got like a brand new Polo Ralph Lauren. It's spring wear because it's like bright pink and stripes and everything. Normally $50, but it was like 7 bucks. So if you do get a chance, oh, go wow. to the kids section in Belk and probably JCPenney and walk around, and they're doing a lot of deep discount stuff where you can get it, so... See, this is the expert thing I was yeah. talking about, you know? <laughs> season. Season, season. Not expert just yeah. yet. Season, season. Yeah. He's got a few years in his Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think uh, realty is going to be something you do for the long haul? Do you think it's it depends on kind of ebbs and flows? Um, I think so. I really love it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's such a cliche thing when they say, when you're doing something that you love, you don't feel like you're working. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm finishing up my second year, and I truly, honestly feel that way. Okay. Um, you know, like, I was in the hospital after I gave birth, still working, but, like, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And it, it's just, like, such a rewarding career. Um, you know, like, everyone is so happy and excited to buy or sell a home. Um, so I, I definitely think that it's a long term. What is the craziest thing inside of a house you've seen while showing one? Um, honestly, I've been, like, pretty lucky. I haven't come across anything, like, really crazy. Okay. Um, but there was one home. It was an old branch home um, in Madison Park with a basement. And they had cats. That's, mm. They're, like, indoor-outdoor cats. So the basement back door was, like, cracked a little. And um, we went downstairs, and it was just, like, a big open room. And there's a cat laying by the door, and there's a lizard in the middle of the basement. And you could just see the lizard, like, breathing like hard about to beat out of its chest not moving and the cats are sitting there like waiting for it and I was like this is awkward like, <laughs> like, it, was, like it was just like a little it, it, and that's not even like that crazy of a thing but I just remember we walked down and we were watching four lizards just about to get eaten and they stayed there for like 10 minutes while the whole time that we poured and the cat was just ready to pounce and it, it like I just couldn't believe they left their door open yeah when it was middle of the day like people at work you know, it's not like they were at home. They just left their door open for their cat to go in and out, bring in whatever from the woods. Wow. <laughs> they lived on a creek, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I'm sure the cat brought the lizard in. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, and that, was, that wasn't even too crazy, but um, I've heard, you know, horror stories of yeah. squatters and everything else, but I haven't come across that thing. Okay, really. okay. So you were, so you were basically about to witness the circle of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so <laughs>
So I have a uh, just a a question. So um, as someone that's in, you know, like real estate, like do you see yourself just strictly being somebody that sells homes, or do you look at yourself maybe doing some investing as far as maybe having that as a side job as well, maybe flipping a few houses or something like that, or, or is it just gonna be just you know just trying to help customers? Um, definitely, like, literally a dream job would be to flip homes, to be able to afford a home, you know, renovate it for three months, turn out and flip it, make profit. I mean, that's, you know, a dream, and I feel like it's a lot of people's dreams, um, you know, Chip and Joanna, <laughs> but, uh, um, I would love to do that, um, and, uh, hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to do that, uh, but yeah, right now, it's just buying and selling, um, okay. and then I thought about, like, rental properties, I don't know if I necessarily want to landlord but um you know that's also an option you know if ever down the road we're fortunate enough or even like airbnb short term um so yeah definitely at some point yes now do you work for yourself or do you work for like a realtor company so i work for Caldwell banker but um, all of the agents in Cobble Banker are pretty much, you know, their own little company. We're just like independent contractors for Caldwell Banker pretty much. Okay. Um, so that's how I've been able to kind of brand myself as CLC Realty. So I'm, I'm an agent with Caldwell Banker, um, but I've kind of, you know, been able to brand CLC Realty. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like my own business. Yeah. What is, you've CLT Realty, obviously Charlotte. Where is your, like... Will you go anywhere if someone says, hey, I want to look in Cornelius, or hey, I want to look in Mooresville, or are you, do you max out at, like, Huntersville or something like that? So, um, I'll go up to Mooresville. Okay. I don't have anything beyond Mooresville. Um, I've, did, I've done a little in Denver. Okay. Um, and also, like, I'm finishing up on my second year, so it's kind of one of those, like, I get whatever I can, I take whatever I can get kind <laughs> of thing right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... I go as far, like, down into Valentine. I've done a little bit of um, Waxhaw area. Um, still working on my South Carolina license. I had plans to get that this year, and then COVID, yep. pregnant, and it just hasn't happened yet. Um, it's in the works, and I'll do a little Rock Hill, Fort Mill, because uh, I live in South Charlotte, so okay. it's right up the road. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much I'd say Mooresville. Um, like, even, like, out towards Gastonia, I don't really do much. Um, just because, especially when it's stretch hour traffic, you don't realize how much of a hike that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's, that's a hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of all over the map right now. But, yeah, Charlotte Metro. Definitely. So, if someone wanted to buy a house, they could just reach out to your Instagram or shoot you an email. Yep, definitely. Okay. So, and then uh, CLTRealty.com is my website, um, which I'm, okay. I, I just started rebranding my website. So, okay. that should be, like, in just a couple weeks. Um, but there's, you know, form fills on there as well. Okay. Did, okay, so quick, funny, small world story. When I got out of college, didn't have a job for a while, then I started working at Speed Channel. Little did I know that I was actually working with Lena's aunt at the time. I didn't find out till I want to say till Caleb started coming through when he was working for, when he was working with NASCAR and he started coming through our building a little bit and put the two and two together when he would mention that. So it was kind of funny, you know, go to high school together, then we go separate ways, and then I'm working with your aunt, you know, what, four to, yeah, four, five, six years later or whatever. So how has that, I guess, 
Ben, I got a, I got a couple coming in here because you mentioned earlier about you played college soccer, and then I know her son wanted to kind of play, but then realized not. But when was it? The first question I have is when was it? Did you realize like okay, college soccer is fun, but it's not necessarily going to be the end all. Like everybody's going to hang up the cleats or the shoes at some point, right? Right. Um, honestly, like I kind of even knew that going into college. Yeah. Um, so like I always joke, like growing up, you know, like I had no choice. Like, yeah. Kind of yes. Like with my dad and parents and it's like, that's, yeah. that's what I did. Like he cares more about soccer than my grades. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, like, it was one of those things. Um, well, you were really so, good though, too. I remember coming to a couple of the women's whoa. soccer games and, it, you had that hair flowing, and you would just—you had some speed. You had some giddy up speed on there. So it, it's my glory days. Yes, you were—you were no slouch. So let's not put it that way. I mean, you were—you were—you were pretty good. So yeah. So you were saying as you're going into college, you kind of realize, okay, obviously there's no Olympic team, there's no you know all that kind of right. stuff. So yeah. it was one of those things like I knew I was going to be playing college, um, and. Like, I, 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 like, honestly, I didn't want to, like, play beyond that. I was so burnt out yeah. by the end of high school. Because, like, outside high school, soccer is fun. It's a blast. You're playing with friends. You know, your friends will watch you. Yeah. It's great. But, you know, it's, like, the, the club team and all the extra, like, ODP. Um, it's, like, Olympic development program. Yeah. It's just, like, up, other levels of soccer. So, by the end of high school, I was just, like, burnt out. I wasn't one of those kids that, like, I dream of being the next Mia Hamm. I mean, of course I did, like, yeah. as a little kid. Yeah. You know, but, like, in high school, it's like, okay, like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm burnt out. Um, so, I like, I kind of figured, you know, college will be the last, like, I wasn't going to push myself beyond that. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, even going into college my freshman year, um, like, I just knew. But I, Catawba, I love Catawba. Um, like, I had a blast. I made amazing friends there. It's very small, kind of smaller than Hopewell, if yeah. you can imagine. Um, so, like, you know, my classes at Catawba were 20 people, and then I transferred students to Charlotte. My first day on campus, it took me 10 minutes from where I parked to walk to my class. You know, I, could, <laughs> I could run to my furthest class at Catawba in two minutes if I was running late, you know? Yeah. And uh, I walked in, it's a, a class of 300 people, the professor has a microphone, stadium seating, and I'm just like, where am I, you know? <laughs> um, so it, it, that was a huge transition. Um, and then obviously the level of playing was much higher at Charlotte, and I enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, I, I knew all along kind of colleges. What? So what made you transfer from Catawba to Charlotte? So actually my coach um, at Catawba, John Cullen, yeah. um, became the coach at UNC Charlotte. Okay, so you played. You knew the you knew the cleats were hanging up at the end of the college career and all that. So, did you ever think about coaching or anything? Or you like you said, were you just so burnt out you just need to step away? I coached a little bit um, in uh, when I was in college, and I coached like middle school teams. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it, but like coaching just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, like I like it, especially if you're getting the players that kind of you know weren't the best, like, I didn't have enough patience to actually, like, teach someone yep. how to play soccer, you know, um, like, I could coach, if, you know, if they're already skilled, they know what they're doing, but, like, as far as, like, you know, 
kids that don't really know the sport, I wasn't the best, like, yeah. you know, See, teacher. And I always say that about, like, when I'm going to relate it to is I'm more football, but, like, when people were saying, like, oh, Luke Keekley should coach, I always say, like, the people who are the best at something, it's hard for them sometimes. Like you said, you're just like, no, just run here and do this. And they're like, but I don't get that. But you get it because you were so great at it and you were able to grasp it more and get to that spot yeah. faster. Natural. It's natural. It's a natural. You're not necessarily thinking about some of the things. Like, yeah, of course, all sports, you have to think and go there. But a lot of it is just natural instinct sometimes. So that's where it's interesting right. to hear you say that to where you, you liked it, but you kind of wanted to you know, make sure you were coaching people who kind of – you didn't have to baby step or waddle through some of the stuff. Right, exactly. And, like, as a coach, especially starting out, it's not like you can – say, like, oh, I want the most skilled players, and I want the best team, you know, it's like, you don't really know what you're getting, yeah. except there's no coaching experience, so, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so coaching wasn't for me, and uh, I actually did my um, junior year of college, I went back and, like, pretty much, like, volunteered with the Hopewell women's team, Okay. Um, so that was fun, Yeah. Um, and I actually, like, really enjoyed that, uh, but I, I just did that for one season, Um and then the coaching ended up going to another school, but that was fine. But yeah, coaching, coaching is not for me. <laughs> yeah. So do you think I, I though? Understand yeah. Do you think that if your son starts playing, would you rather sit back, or do you think you may want to coach some early years? See, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like you know, part of me says sit back, maybe coach him one on one, obviously. But yeah. um, I don't know. We'll see. Because maybe I, I want to dive. <laughs> it's different when it's your kid, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then making sure if, if you know, I know it's going to be frustrating for you if the coach that is coaching him doesn't know as much as you, and you making sure you're not going to be that, you know, Will Ferrell sideline parent type scenario. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I, I've been a coach before. I know what that's like. Yeah. But I, I've never been a parent on the sideline yeah. of a game, so you know, it, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, see. All right, so, um, but yes, so I guess the other part of my question was, knowing now, what was your relationship like with Anna, like, growing up? I know you, you was it, obviously it's your dad's, your dad's sister, correct? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, she's a Suarez. Um, she, she, she's my, she's my sporty tomboy aunt. Okay. So she and I, you know, we were very close in that sense. We like sports and you know, we played soccer, we played basketball. Um, you know, she was she was my tomboy aunt. Cause none of my other aunts are like that. <laughs> so um, she and I related a lot on that level. Um, and then her son, oh, he's got to be differences, like two, eight or eight or yeah, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually, when she had her son, because um, she and I were close, and then. You know, he was like my little buddy yeah. um, growing up. And I, you know, I thought that was my baby, you know, when <laughs> I was 10 years old. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've, we've been close. Um, she used to come and watch my Hopewell games. See, that's funny. That's um, just funny how you never really know. So you could have been in the room with people that you've worked with for years, but never really known it per se, or pass somebody in the hallway or down the street and then meet them years and years later. So. That's right, yeah. Small world. So It is, it is. And Charlotte's very small when you really think about it. Yeah. Especially people that are from Charlotte and start talking to other people. Charlotte's a yeah. small world. Yeah. So the biggest question is, who was better overall, you or Anna, at soccer? Oh, 
Okay. Um, I would probably say me. Yeah. But she. We'll was, say herself. Yeah, she was a bad A. No, at basketball. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, no basketball. She played basketball overseas. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. Um, yeah. So she, she's a basketball all day. Okay. I know, but I know she's very, very competitive. At anything and everything she does, so I know she'd probably say. I do, I do think she yeah. gave you a compliment a couple of times, and obviously said what we all said that you were really good at Hopewell. I mean, we all knew that, but it would, you know, and it's it's a tough showdown since well, you twenty something years younger than her, so thirty something years. I don't right, know right. whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah, we we've, we've had some you know Thanksgiving, you know two on two, two three on three in the backyard kind of you know mini games. But yeah, I, I got her all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so back, let's go dive back into the motherhood aspect of it. You're three months into it. What have you learned so far in kind of like being a mom? Hmm, what have I learned? Um, really interesting. Um, you don't realize, like, and this is also another one of those cliche things that people say, but it's like you don't like you've never loved something until you have your own child, <laughs> and you're like, holy cow! Um, like even just like seeing him get his vaccine like makes you tear up because yeah. like you don't want them to be hurt or you know feel uncomfortable. Um, so and patience. I mean, patience is a huge thing. I'm a pretty patient person to begin with, but like just be really, really patient with kids. Yes. Yes. You know, because it's just like. If they're crying and it's like, why are you crying? I don't know why you're crying. And, you know, it just keeps going on and you just, you know, the patience. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're vaccinating your child. That's that's always good. Not keeping it. No controversy here. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot that's probably a controversial topic. Oh, we're all good. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a believer in the vaccine, so that's good. But, it, you know, yeah. some people are wild and crazy, so. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, the patience is definitely something that it's it's tough to do. But I, I remember just as you were, we were talking earlier, the lack of sleep. I mean, I, I I said some things to my wife that I'm glad I didn't have a reality TV camera following me around because people would yeah. be like, "Oh, this person's a horrible human being." But when you're running on every two hours of sleep, it's just it's tough to function, tough to operate. So yeah, no, see, I don't think I've slept for more than like a four-hour straight period. Yeah. In three and a half, three and a half months. Uh, and, and usually it's two to three hours. Yeah. Like four was a long time and I felt like a, a brand new woman <laughs> after four. Yeah. And like, I, I'm, I'm a sleeper. Like, I can sleep for 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm the kind of person that can sleep until noon and, you know, nothing wakes me up. And so it's, it's crazy. Yeah, those, those 2 a.m., 3 a.m.s, wake-ups and then I always found yeah. it tough like you felt like you kind of wanted like the time you were awake or you were asleep like you wanted to watch your shows or feel like an adult per se and then like the time when you're sleeping you want to do that but you probably should be resting too because they're going to be up soon so I always hated like I'd fall asleep at like midnight watching a show and then by like 1.30 he'd be crying and you're like I shouldn't have done that but I really wanted to watch that show and you're like now I'm paying for it and yeah no that that's my husband and I, like, exactly that. Like, he'll go down around 9 right yep. now, like, yep. between 9 and 10. Yep. And then we'll stay up until midnight, like, just have alone time, watch a show, hang out, have a glass of wine, and then 
you know, 2.30 rolls around, yep. and you're like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Because that, that time when they're asleep goes by so fast. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like weird to, like, because even during this pandemic, you know, a lot of us working from home, we'd lay the kid down for his daily nap, and I'd come down to my basement, my, my wife would finish teaching, and I'd be like, okay, get some video game time in. And those, like... Two-hour naps would feel like, like thirty minutes. Yeah, and, and like you, you, know, and you feel like you got nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the thing. You start. You go. Okay. Okay. I need to do laundry. So let me do some laundry. And then you go. Damn, that just took me thirty minutes to do laundry. Now I only have an hour and a half to myself because I got a two-hour nap. And then it just chops <laughs> down. And you're like, well, I shouldn't even relax now because they're gonna be up soon. And yeah, because like you said, that that time where okay, you get down at nine o'clock. Let's watch one show, and then you're like, okay, let's watch two. Before you know it, it's midnight, and you're like, damn, they're about to be up. Well, let me just close. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me close my eyes. Maybe they'll sleep till six a.m. Two thirty, bang. You're like, oh no. So, but hopefully, you can once he can get back into a, a more consistent sleep. Because once they give you that sleep, and they're well, you're gonna freak out the first time he like sleeps till like 7, 8, or 9 a.m. Because you're going to like, oh my God, something's wrong, something's wrong. And you're going to be up at like 7 freaking out. But then you'll be like, oh, that was nice. We actually got a full six or seven hours worth of sleep. I'll probably feel like like it was 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Duval, you got anything? Um, no, I got, uh, I'm just kind of just listening to hear these stories and you know I, I hear you you all now you know so learning you know, about babies yeah yeah I, 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 taking in all the information so what is yeah. what's been your I guess toughest challenge now since having a three month old uh, definitely the sleep yeah um, yeah that's tough and like right now we have we haven't done um, like we're not doing daycare or like babysitters right now. Um, actually, because of COVID, my husband it like works from home indefinitely, um, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. Um. So he's like work from home forever. So it's nice that we can both like if I'm out showing houses, you know, on a Tuesday at noon, like someone's lunch break, and like hey, let's you know jump to the house really quick. It's nice that he's here, and like we can kind of shuffle out around. Um. But like I think that's the hardest, just planning our timing and. You know, like, okay, I, I got to work. I got to leave the house. But, you know, the baby's going to need to eat and do this. And my husband has calls. And um, so that's tough. And then the sleep thing, like we've been mentioning. That's, yeah. You know. I think you're in a good yeah. – like, it's it's wild you have different stages. I remember that three-month-old, and I think I was even telling Jeeves and some other friends this. Right now, like, if you do, like, let's say you guys go to a brewery or whatever, you can just kind of leave them sitting in the in the car seat not in the car obviously the car seat that you take out yeah, or, in the or stroller, yeah, yeah in the stroller or whatever no one's freaking out there when they start moving is when it takes it to a next level because then you really start debating with yourself like do i want to chase this toddler around the brewery yeah <laughs> do i do i really want to do this but i also need some human like adult interaction so then you kind of get to that stage of maybe i'll just stay home and hopefully people could come over here and all that kind of stuff but so Right. You'll you'll yeah, get. He just he, he just got into that front carrier. Yep. Uh, thing, so my husband's like super excited about that. But yep. you know the Carlos from Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice, like you can take him to a brewery and yep. have him there, and you know rather than leaving him all bundled up in the car seat. Um, but yeah, I, 
I can't imagine when he when he gets mobile. Oh yeah, it, it comes quick. It's already been like I said, almost three years with mine. It feels like I mean, it just goes, yeah, goes, three it goes. Years, yeah. It goes, it goes fast. So soak it all in as much as you can. Back to I guess we'll go back to some realty stuff. What do you think is the hottest market in Charlotte right now? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, so, like, as far as, like, city of Charlotte, because I'm yeah. not super familiar, um, like, with what's going on at Center Snell and everywhere else. Yeah. Um, I would say, oh, like, literally everything is really hot. Yeah. Um, so, we live in, like, the Madison Park area. Um, that neighborhood is nuts. And even just, like, since, like, if we would have waited six months, we bought our house February 2018. Like, had we waited just six months from then, like, we could not have afforded our neighborhood. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Um, the west side, like, uh, Wesley Heights area, there's a few neighborhoods. Wesley Heights is getting, like, really expensive. So there are some neighborhoods right outside of Wesley Heights um, that are really starting to take off. Um, uh, Madison Park, Star Melt, like the ones I just mentioned, those are crazy. Um, the areas around, like, Noda and Plaza, um, like Villa Heights, Belmont, um, those are all hot. Like it, it's just it's just crazy, like what the Charlotte market's doing. Um, but I feel like there's there's no. I feel like every neighborhood is hot right now. Okay. And what, it's hard to put my finger like what I think is the hottest market. What? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Duval. Okay. I was just gonna say so like okay with everything being so hot right now and due to COVID, you know. What do you think the timetable is on when, I guess, things may slightly slow down a little bit? I mean, of course, people buy houses all year round, but, I mean, every time I turn around, I see a house being sold or under contract in my neighborhood, and every time I'm going through other people's neighborhood, I see the same thing. So, I guess, do you see it being another six to eight months where it's strong, or maybe it's another year, or maybe it's only through the end of this year? So, I... I don't know, like, that's a tough question to answer, but, um, like, interest rates are really low right now, which is why people want to buy, because you can afford more house because your interest rate is low. Um, and then there's no inventory. Like, inventory is really, really low right now. So, like, not very many people are selling their homes, but you have this huge pool of buyers, and they all want to buy, and there's not there's not much to buy. Um, so that's what's causing this, like, crazy market. So as long as interest rates stay low um, and, like, inventory is low, I feel like it's, it's going to be like this for a while. Um, and, and especially because of COVID, people are starting to move from those, like, bigger metropolitan areas, like, you know, New York City and New Jersey and, um, like, San Francisco, and people are moving to, you know, smaller areas like Charlotte. It's, it's cheap. Um, you know, it, it's, your, it's still city life. Um, it's more affordable, and it, but it's not as, like, dense and, you know, it's not as crowded. Um, so, things, so, you know, people are moving to Charlotte, which is causing the city to grow, and it's just causing more fire demand. Um, so, it's just, there's no plan that's going to happen, but I feel like, you know, it might, it might be like this for a while, just in Charlotte. What would you consider your perfect, like, customer? Like, if someone's coming to you, I want you to look for me a house. How do you, like, how do I make your job easier? So, I feel like a perfect customer, um, someone that knows what they want. Um, I have clients all the time that say, you know, okay, I want this location. Location is the most important thing to me. Like, I want a three-bed, two-bath in this location. I don't care about anything else. Um, 
and then we start seeing a bunch of houses in their location and you know maybe the houses aren't as nice as they want for their location and then it's like okay actually what you really want is you know renovated updated like that's more important than the location so i think like people that really really know what they want um and then uh also realistic like i get some people that are kind of unrealistic they're like you know this is my criteria this is what i want this is my budget and i'm like you're not going to get that you know, <laughs> 45 minutes of charlotte right now yeah yeah you know and, and it's, it's it's pretty shocking like and i guess maybe this would be just changing so fast so people don't really know um but people that just like they're like this is my criteria this is what i want like let me know what you have and it's like you know like that's that's impossible. Like you're, yeah. you know, everyone wants that. Yeah. Um, so I guess just, you know, people that are more aware of the market and know exactly what they want. You know, some people think location is important, but really, you know, they want brand new, you know, a brand new kitchen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I love, I love any client. <laughs> Every client is a perfect client. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so what's been a, What's been, a, and I know you kind of touched on it, and, and like you said, every client is a, is a perfect client, but have you ever ran into situations where sometimes clients are like really difficult and you're just like, like, like you're, you're giving them everything and, and they're just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to give you. Um, I've had some clients where, you know, they wanted to see 15 to 20 houses and they all start looking the same. And I'm like, you know, you're not going to get your perfect house that checks every single box. Like, you got to give and take somewhere. You know, it's like you you have to sacrifice something because you're not going to get, especially in this market when there's not much inventory, like, people are going to have to settle. Like, if you want to buy a house, like, you you know, you got to sacrifice something somewhere. Um, So I feel like that, you know, that's the – the most difficult thing, but in the end, everyone, you know, ends up finding something and it all works out. Would you rather... process to get there. Yeah, would you rather someone... Like, have you sold property where there's, like, a a new home build, or are you more exclusively just already built homes? So, I haven't done, like, an actual new construction home. Yeah. Um, I've done, um, like, flipped homes that, like, there was one home that I sold on the west side, um, that, you know, they took it all the way down to the studs, and it was pretty much a brand new home. Um, the foundation was original. Um, so, but mostly I'm doing resale. Um, I haven't done new construction yet. I'd like to. I'd like to get into it. Um, yep. Clients that I've dealt with, they just haven't wanted new construction. Because um, yep. that's a longer timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So everyone, you know, wants something sooner than that. Yeah. Jeeves, you got anything? I, I was just going to say, because I've had a couple friends try to do the realtor thing, and they always, what what test was the hardest one for you? Was it the county test, or was it the state test? So what's interesting, yeah, so there's a classroom test that you have to pass in order to be able to take the state test. And everyone always said that um, the state test was way easier than the classroom test. But I, I passed the classroom test, like, flying colors, had no issue. So, honestly, I didn't really even study again for the state test because I was like, oh, everyone says that one's easier. Yeah. The class test, and the class test was a breeze. Um, but I thought, like, I was putting bullets during the state test. <laughs> like, oh, like, if I don't pass this, i got to retake it. And, you know, once you hit submit, you get the results right then. So, you're oh, wow. nervous. And it's like, oh, here oh, we wow. go. 
Yeah. All right, Jeeves. You've got a. Uh, are you good over there? Yep. All right. So now is the warehouse distillery. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa! False, al false alarm. Trigger finger, Jeeves. What happened? Oh man. All right, Jeeves. Go ahead. Hit, hit the hit the beat now. There we go. All right. Uh, Wine of the bridge notebook question. So I sent Lena some questions from our notebook. She's going to pick one, and then we're all just going to discuss and talk about that. While she's looking through, we'll do a quick little our NFL Pick'em Top 10. Duvall, this week's number one right now. After Sunday saying he thinks he was going to have a bad week, I like how he plays it every week. Like, oh, this might be the week. This might be the week. <laughs> Duvall first. Paris second. Josh Hurley third. I'm fourth. Jeff Hux is fifth. Uh, Logan Tobler six, Jerry in a seventh, Buck is eighth, Jesse's ninth, and Cam Terry is tenth. Jeeves, you are sitting at nineteenth. So still hanging in there. Again, it looks like a Jeeves lot of these. Coming up the board shortly. Yep. Jeeves, you're coming, coming up. You're coming coming up. Shortly. I feel like we've bounced around. You know, the the top five every other week. I mean, like Paris has been up there, but now Duvall's up there. I mean, Jeff was up there last week. So it's definitely. Yeah. I like the. I like this. I like this drop two scores a lot better than I like to drop one score so far because I feel like we get a lot more movement week in and week out. So Definitely week to week, and yes. I, I appreciate it too, man. Because when I saw that I was first, I was like, what the hell was that? I was eighth last week. Yep. So I was, you know, it's, it's amazing how like two or three people's bad week, it can jump you up. You have one really good week. Yep. You know, you can go from eight to one, which is yep. really good. So I, I think that was a great job. Yeah, you. and then I think, like I said, I've seen like – I think it was Danielle who commented on Instagram saying she was 25th like a couple weeks ago, and then now all of a sudden she's yeah. jumped up to 11th. So at least it keeps people involved. Cause I feel like the other times we would do it, once people got down to the 20s, they were like, ah, oh, I'm never going to make it up to the top, so I'm not going to keep yeah. battling. So that does help out. The top always stayed the same when you, when you only drop one. Yep, yep. For a while. Mm -hmm. So, Lena, do you have a question? Yeah. All right. Um, are you a believer in do certain liquor liquors make you act a certain way? Is it was there a name next to that one? No. Okay. I I would I mean I think so. I think definitely depending on everybody's different. But I mean Duval can speak on it. There's a reason he doesn't drink vodka. Yes. <laughs> Too many bad experiences in college. Yeah. But Duval, did it make you like a different kind of person? Was it a different drunk? I, I, I'll be honest with you. Any type of like legit vodka, I can never keep that. Okay. Like it doesn't matter. I can, I can, I can eat a full meal beforehand. For some reason, I just can't keep it down. So I just don't touch it. Um, but to, to to answer your question, I would say yes too. Just because like brown, I, I have. My Jacob knows this. Like my house is always brown because it always has me. It has me so chill, so reserved, so reserved. Like I'll still talk my shit, but I'm still very reserved. Tequila is another level. I need that when I'm going to the club or something like that. Brown, I'm I'm fine at a, at a cookout or something like that. Now if I'm You've at got different club moves, or, different liquors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and, that's me. And I can't agree with that because usually Duvall he is a, is a brown liquor guy, but. 
Once he gets drunk on the brown, he does usually sit back in the recliner or sit back in a chair and just kind of observe. And then he'll, 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 he'll speak up a little bit here and there. But, yeah, if the tequila gets going, he does get a little bit more spicy and a little more trash trash talking. So, yeah. I, 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 yes, yes. And I, I agree with, like, I'm, I'm mostly a beer guy just because I had – I drink liquor like I drink beer, so that's a problem. I drink it too fast. And then, then I end up passed out on the staircase or passed out early on the party or whatever. But definitely, you know, tequila does make you a little more, you know, frisky and crazy. Uh, brown is a good mellow. I do agree with Duval on that. It does mellow you up because I feel like it. All the all liquors kind of warm you up, but that brown is a definitely good like a body sensation. Just chill, nothing too crazy. Just sit back, like I said, watch the game. You know, hang out with friends by a campfire or something like that. So, and vodka, I'm more, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will go out of all of them, though. Like, I was at a wedding this past week, and I it was an open bar, and I went ahead with a couple cranberry vodkas. I like that as a, as a just a, that's a, I can keep my, my vodka, is just, it's, it's a, it's a straight line, you know? Like, I'm. That's your drink of choice, cranberry vodka? Yes, open that is. Open bar wedding? Yes. Your drink of choice? Yes, my drink of choice is a cranberry vodka if it's just. Hey, if it's I call it open open bar, meaning yeah, it's all liquor and beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'll I'll cool. definitely go because because okay. again, I, I'm not gonna go out to what one now with a three year old. I'm not hitting a lot of bars anyway, so I'm not ordering right. liquor drinks. So I feel like that's a treat if I go to a wedding and they got all the lineup. So yeah. <laughs> what, what about you guys? What's your what's your open bar go to? Any drink? I'd have to mm. go. I'd have to go with the Jack Coke. Jack and Coke. That's mine. That's mine. Jack and Diet. It's the same thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Jack and Coke's a pretty stable one for me. Give me, give me rum, rum and cranberry, or crown and cranberry. Is what we've been drinking for the past like two or three it's years. Spice rum, too. yeah, spice yeah, rum. That, and and oh, I I that. That is, yeah, it's really good. It's uh, a good, yeah. If you like spice rum, next time your liquor store, it's got like what an old sailor-looking woman on it, lady, lady yeah. Blackheart, uh, pi- uh, pirate lady, woman pirate, and it's pretty. <laughs> it, it's kept us. We we've been rocking it for the past couple of years. I've used it like I usually make. Especially during the winter time, I think I'm gonna do my first batch of like a cranberry apple cider, and then pour a little spice rum in there at your leisure, however you want to, however <laughs> thick you want to make it. And uh, but Duvall's been bringing that over the past couple of years, and I actually do enjoy that. Yeah. Now I got a question Hi. for you. I got a question, um, and, and Lena, you can kind of answer this too, even cheap. So like, so you talked about like different liquors. Um, is there a beer that kind of gets you like that? So, like, if you're drinking craft beer, do you get a certain buzz versus drinking, like, five or six Bud Lights or Miller Lights? The same with the, you. Like, is it, a, is it a red wine if you go to a bottle of red wine versus a bottle of white wine that might have you a little bit more on the antsy side than the other? The, the, I would say beer-wise with craft beer, the problem you got to worry about craft beer is just the bloating of it because you drink you can only to me you can only drink like maybe six maybe depending on the abvs 
And then after then, I think also, like, in general beer, after, like, six or seven, like, it's all tasting the same in an essence. Like, yeah, dark and light may go down different, but we're not sitting here, like, you're not able to pick out the ingredients as in your six or seven beers deep. Same with drinks and everything. Um, okay. So that's more, like, beer. I mean, obviously, the light beer is just, it just, what, it's like, to me, it's like a college drunk, right? Like, Anytime I'm crushing light beers, I feel like I'm 19 again on a fraternity house front porch, and I've got my I've got my cutoffs on, and we're ready to rock. Like that that smell of like the crack, the the cheap beer is just it's like a, a it's a memory, you know. So that's kind of always I might get a little bit crazy on that aspect because you can just throw them back so fast. And then red wine and white wine, I've actually like. Red wine's been giving me heartburn recently, so I've kind of stayed away from some wines. I hadn't been really drinking wine. I've been giving it a little break. Okay. But first, Lena, do you believe in your question? And then yeah, let's follow up with Duval's question. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, definitely to an extent. Um, but you, like you, you hear some people like, "Oh, I can't drink dark liquor. It makes me mean, or it makes me a different person." Like, I, not for me. Like, I think okay. like I have the same, you know, bubbly personality drinking anything. Um, but definitely things hit you different. Yeah. Um, you know, like what's funny is I, I wasn't really a beer person. I'm still not a beer person. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't drink much in college, just playing soccer. And, you know, I didn't do the, you know, the frat with sorority and, you know, everyone drinks alcohol. So I didn't really drink much until, you know, closer to 21 and after 21. So I just, you know, would drink Jack and Coke and I'm like, oh, I drink you know, cheap, floaty beer, you know, and I can just, because, you know, at the time you're 21, so I didn't really acquire a taste of beer, um, so what's interesting is now when I do drink, you know, an IPA or a craft beer, I feel like I get way more sips off those than I do off of Jack and Coke, solely because I, I'm just not even used to drinking them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, it, it's definitely different, but I feel like I'm the same person, same personality, no matter what I'm drinking. Jeeves, did you ever answer your personalities? Uh, well, I'm, I'm with y'all. I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure, like, if you have too much, then you can go over your personality and kind of get angry <laughs> and all that. But yeah. if you guys have a question, then yeah, there are some liquors that will get you the get you the mellow and get you the angry one and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling my wife could probably answer that question better for me than I can myself because she's probably taking care of me more when I have overindulged on some of those liquors or taking a, you know, an argument stance or something because I, you know, I probably just forget, you know, forget about how I acted the night before or something like that. But yeah, yeah. But do so, so have you found a beer that you actually like in Charlotte now since it's like the craft beer capital? Um, I mean, not necessarily a Charlotte beer, um, but there, there's one that I like, and it, it, my husband makes fun of me because he actually loves beer. Like, he loves Juicy J, and he likes Hazy IPAs. Um, sounds like a cool guy. That's what he sounds like to me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's teaching me about beer. Okay. Um, but there's a beer, it's not from Charlotte. Um, actually, I'm not even sure where it's from, maybe somewhere in LA or something, but it's called Mango Cart. And the person actually had it was at Hoffman. Okay. The self-serve, I don't know if you guys have been there at Hoffman. Yep. And um, it's just a very light beer. It's very fruity. It tastes like you're drinking mango. It's, you know, the, it's very light. And that's the kind of beer I like. But I'm so 
So that's a Golden Road beer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's funny you bring that up. Their beers are pretty good. The owner of that place actually had a show on Vice where she was going around and like finding home brewers and then having them brew their beer through her place as well. Really? Yeah. It was a it was a pretty cool little show. She also has some very scandalous background that goes on in it. Like she also like went and got with the head of Budweiser while he was married and like convinced them to buy her out and like there's a whole bunch of scandalous stuff behind the lady who owns Golden Road, but her she makes good beer, so there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it was. It was interesting when you like because I, I was watching her show on Vice one time. I can't remember what her name is, and you know you just do the Google like where'd she come from? Oh, she did this and she started this, and then there's like the the whole like court order document of divorces and marriages and all this other kind of stuff. But yeah. Yeah, my, my husband makes fun of me because, you know, it's, it's, it's not beer, you no. know, according to him. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, at least you're, you know, it's a little, a nice little wheat ale, so, yeah. Yeah. If you had to pick one brewery in Charlotte to go to, where would you be, even though you're not a beer person? Um, I don't know. Probably, um, we go to Suffolk Punch a lot. Um, which kind of isn't like it's a brewery, but it's not you know brewery, no. restauranty, bar feel. See, we call that um, we call that a brewstron in the game. A brewstron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so next time you go there, you can just drop that term. No one may know what you're talking about, but you'll sound right in on it. Right. <laughs> um, brewstron. All right. <laughs> um. We also we do brawlies a lot. It's not a brewery. It's yeah. more of a you know bottle shop, watering hole. Because um, we, we live close to brawlies. No. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd say Sycamore, but I feel like that's just such a cliche no. brewery in Charlotte. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Actually, uh, Maria took me to Aspen a while back, and I actually really enjoyed their beer. Listen. I, oh, do you like it or no? So, no, no. That's that's one of that's 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 actually one of my favorite places. Uh, I wish they I wish they had a bigger spot, uh, but they have my favorite beer in the Charlotte scene. Their Orange Citrus IPA is like it's one of my favorite beers that I've ever had and ever drank. I mean, I've got a buddy of mine who lives out in Texas, and like we we ship beers to each other over the early in the quarantine. And that was some of the ones I had gotten for him and sent his way along with juicy J. So yeah, ass clown is, is up there. It's good stuff. And they make so many beers too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. When I, when I said that, I saw your faces. I was like, Oh no, is that, is that crappy beer? I don't know. Oh no, you're good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed that, um, brewery. Um, my husband really likes, have you ever had burial beer? Yep. Um, it's, an, it's an actual brewery. Mm -hmm. They have surf wax, which they just, they recently started um, distributing that during COVID. Mm -hmm. So he was super excited to find it at um, Terrence Peter, but those are probably his go-to beer. He knows a lot more about beer than I do. So. <laughs> yes. Well, you should, if you're getting crazy, you know, show, like I said, our brewer, we go around and do this brewer review. So if you ever needed to find out what a place looks like, just hit our YouTube page up, and we've covered a good little bit about every single one in Charlotte. I don't know. We have. Have you been to the new Seltzery place? I have actually. Okay. What was um, What was the feel? What's the what, you know the vibes? So I went um, 
um, it was like a, like early Friday afternoon. Um, I went with a friend, so there weren't that many people there. Um, so it was like like noon or one. Um, it was cool, cool spot. Um, and they give you the uh, like samples of the seltzer. And I know this is gonna sound so weird, um, but so they give you like little cups to try. And I tried two flavors, but like they smelled like Charlie is my son. Like Charlie's urine. Oh. And I couldn't get over the smell of it. Oh. Seltzer is like different than beer. Yeah. So it's like I'm used to Trulies and White Balls yeah. when it comes to seltzer. Yeah. You know? So when you're drinking like yeah. brewed seltzer, I'm just like, ooh. Huh. Like it, it was weird. But they, it was great. Um, they had seltzer cocktails, which they're like made, like the base is their seltzer. Yeah. Those were delicious. Okay. Um, but like the actual, like, you know, a glass of their seltzer. And maybe I tried the wrong one. I don't know. Um, it was a cool spot. The seltzer cocktails are phenomenal. I need to try more of their seltzers. <laughs> smells <laughs> like... I, I tried too, and I was like... Oh, smells okay. like baby's urine is a fantastic line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel bad saying that. No, no. All honesty. That's what we want. That's what we want. All honesty. Yeah, yeah all authentic. That's an authentic review. Yes, yes. So what I know... I'm going to try to remember that line in my head. So then when we finally go to that place and review it, I'm going to be like, somebody, I won't name drop you. I'll say, yeah, somebody yeah. I know told me that th this this tasted, or remind, the smell reminded them of baby urine. And then I can either confirm or deny that, at least from my experiences. So. Right, right. Okay. And that, that's just that's like cool. the regular, you know, their $5 seltzer. But yes. if you do the seltzer cocktail, those are delicious. Okay, okay. So... Yeah. Then let's finish with Duval. Duval asked if you feel different drinking a beer or a wine or a seltzer. Do you feel like, even though you haven't been drinking as long, do you feel like a seltzer gets you a different feeling than opposed to like your rum and cokes? Is that for me or Duval? Yeah, no, that's for you. That's for you. That was just, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, oh uh, definitely. Um, yeah, like what's what's really funny, like well what makes you like the most tipsy when you would think is a mimosa. Okay. Like the difference from a mimosa to like you know, a Jack and Coke or a seltzer or something. Um, like I don't know what it is with mimosas. It's like, you know, give me two mimosas and I'm done. Hmm. But it's like I, I feel like I can drink Jack and Coke, you know, forever and feel fine. Um, so I don't know if it's just like a tolerance thing or um I feel like seltzers Seltzers are kind of the same way because they're just, you know, light, 4 to 5%. You can just drink so many and feel fine. But, um, yeah, I don't know what it is about mimosas and me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the champagne is what gets you going then? Gets you a little on yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. I love a good Sunday brunch with mimosas. Yeah, you'll be knocked out by noon, waking up at 4, you're ready to rock. <laughs> the best nap. I mean, obviously three kids. But yes. You know, there's the best nap. Yeah. Yeah, like that, I don't know if... I know we definitely changed from like, you know, well, you didn't really, I guess, party that much in college, but go out, and then I feel like you hit those like mid-20s, and it was like, you know what, day drinking, so then you're home by a certain time, and you're in bed by 10, so then you can at least not feel as bad in the morning as if you stayed up till right. 2 or 3, you can feel, yeah. you, you can still get up and be like, okay, I'm a little hungover, but I don't feel like I just got hit with a baseball bat. Right, right, you still get ample sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, well, any any final thoughts or any final words you would like to say out before we uh, stop this record, Lena? Um, 
I don't think so. I mean, thanks for having me. This has been great. I was kind of hesitant to do a podcast, but <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so we, that's what we try to do. Just keep it like if we were sitting at a bar somewhere having cranberries and rums and beers and mimosas <laughs> or whatever it is. We just, just try to keep it light, you know. At some point, we'll have to have you, have you back and play some beerio cart whenever COVID. I saw some things, maybe a vaccine by end of April, but, you know, who knows? You yeah, know? I feel like you never know. You know, you don't. You just got to... It's, it's just, something different every week. Yeah, so. you, you just yeah. got to be as safe as you can, man. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thanks yeah, for definitely. thanks for joining. Stick around a little bit after so I can just get a couple pictures for all the social medias. And uh, thanks to Duvall and Jeeves for stopping by as always. And uh, Jeeves, man, how do we send it out? Hey, 